Welcome to Ask Andy featuring Andrew Redleaf. Today, Andy will be answering questions submitted by you in no particular order. Our first question was submitted by Scott. Where does Andy see value in the markets? What are his views on where he sees interest rates going? And what about the impending administration's impact on global trade, markets, and sectors? I'm, I'm talking my book, but I really like particularly uh, the community banking sector banks, sort of billion to 10 billion in assets. There are uh, literally hundreds of publicly traded banks in that sector. Now, they've had a rally, but they're still trading on average um, below tangible book value. Virtually every one of them uh, could be sold or liquidated at a minimum of uh, 1.3 times tangible book. Um, I don't think there's ever been a public transaction at valuation less than that, other than in a uh, distressed situation. And roughly uh, 5 to 10% of the sector is acquired every year. I think you know the market is worried about loan losses and net interest margin compression. It's my view, our view, everything we've, we've seen that banks look to be adequately reserved and that while it's true there is uh, pressure on net interest margins, as long as rates don't go negative, an attractive enough spread will be available. People have also worried about, you know, kind of increasing costs. I think that actually is and will move in the opposite direction as technology eliminates the need for branches. I also think uh, the mega banks can do wholesale consumer, large-scale consumer banking, and they can do Fortune 500 company banking. Uh, they really can't do anything in between. Uh, they are, to some degree, actively leaving everything in between. So I think there's an opportunity for uh, small banks to gain share. There's also, I think, a clear uh, policy direction for um, the government and the Fed specifically, more of the economy being intermediated by the Fed, and that, in fact, going through banks in the way uh, PPP was obviously intermediated by uh, banks. All the Fed programs are mediated by banks. So I think there's a real secular tailwind behind uh, the banking sector versus uh, non-banking alternatives. That's that's my book, so uh, uh, I have to like it. Our next question comes from Ron. I would like to ask Andy if he thinks that in the current low interest rate environment that more investment capital will be available to compete with banks for secured business loans. And if so, what business segments would be most likely to attract capital? I think banks have two very distinct advantages over non-banking sources of, of capital. The first is uh, access to very low-cost deposit insurance, essentially being able to offer risk-free money. And the second is being the uh, final stop in the uh, payment system and transaction processing. At the end of the day, every transaction settles at, at a bank. And one of the very fundamental purposes of a financial system is to use the law of large numbers and to convert transactional balances 
into useful long-term capital, you know, um, extending the maturity on people's savings and transaction balances. That's fundamental and inherent to bank. You know, as I said earlier, you know, I'm I'm very very bullish on on the banking business. You know, again, talking my book, so uh, that can be taken with a degree of skepticism or a shaker of salt, if you like. Though, you know, I do think uh, I have sound reasons. Now, over the past decades, banks have in fact abandoned cash flow lending to mid-market enterprises. And that, you know, I think uh, led to uh, the creation of uh, business BDCs, business development corps, and other non-bank lenders. I see, but it was banks abandoning that sector and not in particular being outcompeted. I see uh, over time, you know, more and more of the economy being intermediated by banks. And I see a number I believe uh, banks will step back into that role, and generically, there'll be more mid-sized banks, you know, willing to enter those markets, and that you know, sound businesses over the next kind of ten years will have less capital market act, you know, broadly speaking, broader capital market access, alternative, less sort of um, alternative banking, but that will in fact be made up by insured depository institutions, traditional banks. Our next question comes from Adam. What would you do if you were treasury secretary to help the economy recover from COVID-19 and grow long-term? The one thing I would really recommend if I were Treasury Secretary, which of course has no chance of uh, happening. I believe the uh, world needs coordinated, moderate interest rate increases, have to be coordinated to keep stability in the currency markets, and they have to be moderate. But I think uh, ultra-low interest rates ultimately hurt the economy. First of all, they very much favor the large and, and the enterprises with uh, access uh, to them, but they decrease, and thereby decreasing the dynamism of the economy. Obviously, they punish savers and hurt people on li- living off of savings. I think the um, Main Street lending program, as opposed to the PPP, which um, was really a gift. Um, to both banks and business owners. Uh, I think the Main Street lending program makes a fair amount of sense. And in conjunction with coordinated rate increases, I would want to make sure that availability and credit standards in general are not, that credit isn't becoming less available. So ensuring the openness of the credit markets. Um, That would be my policy, though um, uh, I think I want to avoid the Treasury via the Fed being the principal uh, implementer of uh, fiscal policy via the assets that the Fed buys. So the two points are not happening, but coordinated interest rate increases throughout the world to to moderate level, at a moderate level, with the assurance of credit availability. 
Our last question comes from Blake. I'm wondering how Andy thinks data collection and banking will intertwine in the coming decades. What streams of data are valuable to banks that they have not already tapped into? Are banks better suited to protect large amounts of data than a tech company like Google? When I think about the data that uh, Google and Amazon, uh, the large Facebook, the large tech companies have, it's primarily directed at guessing short-term consumer preferences and also understanding what nudges a particular consumer is likely to respond to at a particular time. I don't think that sort of data is particularly of interest to financial institutions. Um, Certainly not of interest to me if I put on my banker hat. As to the protection of data, this is, you know, I have have no idea. Uh, Definitely interesting. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Ask Andy. If you would like to submit a question, please email askandypodcast at gmail.com. Ask Andy is sponsored by Park State Bank. Visit www.parkstatebank.com for all your banking needs.